Welcome back to the Salty Community Podcast, where we are dedicated to helping you grow your personal relationship with both God and Jesus. We do this by emphasizing a foundation of scripture and give you tools and opportunities to experience them in a personal and unique way for you. The kingdom of God invites us into an interactive relationship with him. This podcast series explores all that it means to seek first his kingdom. We will be learning together how to develop a kingdom perspective and how to live it out right now. Join us for this 12-week series and watch the kingdom inside of you grow as you experience heaven on earth. Hey, welcome back to week three of the Kingdom Podcast. Um, We're so happy to have you back with us. Last week um, in the Kingdom Podcast, we talked about the when and where of the kingdom. Um, It totally blew my mind. Yes, because it has, the when of it Mm -hmm. has always been, but it is coming and there will be more and Mm -hmm. there's a lot. And, And then the where, where is it at? It's in the heavens but it's also in us and all the things. So if you missed that podcast, I really want to strongly encourage you to go back and catch it because we're not going to spend any time there today. Mm -hmm. We're going to jump right in to the beginning part of our who. So we did when, where, and now we're going to talk about the who. And before, so often when we approach scripture, it's all about us. So true. And so sad Mm -hmm. um, because guess what? How can I fix me? Yes. That's what we do. Okay, I have this problem. How can I fix me? Yes. But that is absolutely not, Mm -hmm. Scripture's not all about us. It's actually all about Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. And so that's the who Mm -hmm. that we absolutely have to start with today. Um, Should be finding him and not trying to find solutions to our problems. For sure. Because he is our solution. Yeah, very good. Very (laughs) true. So Jesus is the who for today, and he is the king of this kingdom mm-hmm. that we are talking about. Because we are, we're really, we're not talking in, this, in a big general sense of God's kingdom. We are talking about the kingdom that we have access to, that's within us, that resides within us, and that um, we are a part of. Mm-hmm. And we also know from our talk on the wind that Jesus continually said that the kingdom was at hand, which we know means close, but we also know from that lesson it meant he was bringing something from heaven Mm -hmm. to earth with him. And there would be a space where it would actually happen. Um, So he has always been with God. Right. He has always ruled with God, but there would become a time and a space that he would be crowned king. Right. Because it has so many important implications for us Mm -hmm. and for him. Mm -hmm. His becoming king Mm -hmm. is what ushers in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Without a king, there really isn't a kingdom. Because king, even in the Hebrew, that's that root word. Um, So it is very important that this all happen. And the really cool thing is it was the plan all along. We see the prophets talking about Jesus coming as king. Um, I want to look at a few of those. Um, we can start with Isaiah, and this is a really familiar passage um, to the Christmas story. Like, it often comes up at Christmas time. I know that um, my kids memorized it for Christmas. Um, but Isaiah 9, verses 6 through 7, it is talking, all of Isaiah 9, starting in verse 1 through verse 7, is talking about Jesus and him coming. Um, but starting in verse 6, he says, for unto us a child is born, to us a, sign is, a son is given. And here it is. And the government or the kingdom shall be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But this is really cool, this next part. Of the increase of his government, of his rule, and peace, there will be no end. And then here it is. 
on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it, to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. And then the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. So God right. is who's doing this. Right. And it is a fulfillment of the prophecy, of the promise of the covenant way back in 2 mm-hmm. Samuel, where God promises David that his line on the throne will be forever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if you know anything about modern day <clears throat> politics or any of those things, Israel has a prime minister, and they have a parliament and stuff, but they do not have a king. Mm -hmm. So how is this happening? Well, how it is happening is through Jesus. Jesus is forever on the throne now of David. And he had, while he was here on earth, the coronation, Mm -hmm. all of it coming together to him becoming king. Gotcha. So in the big scheme of things... It was where scripture was always going. Now, I think right this second, it is super important to remind ourselves from Isaiah 55 that um, God's thoughts are not our thoughts. Mm -hmm. His ways are not our ways. They're higher. Mm -hmm. It's okay to say, this is complicated, or I'm not sure I completely (laughs) understand this. Yeah. You're in good company. Yeah. If we can fully understand God... I mean, wouldn't it be God? Mm-hmm. Uh, we the, the mystery, the um, stuff mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily, we can't wrap our brains around, mm-hmm. is just part of the majesty mm-hmm. of who he is. Right. So, so is David a, you know how you can, he's a, 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 like you can exegesis, you can pull Jesus out of the scripture, and you can see him in oh for sure other like other pieces of scripture, even when he's not mentioned, like especially like Old Testament stuff. Oh, lots of foreshadowing, okay. lots of what it looks like. Yes. So, God telling David that he would become king is just like Jesus. God telling Jesus that he would also yes. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. To um. Me. Very much so. Um, and then in Luke, I love when the angel comes and talks to Mary because he makes it just really solid. Like there's no m- messing around. And the angel said to her, mm-hmm. do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. And he will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord will give to him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, this can also be translated as rule, Mm -hmm. of this, there will be no end. So it's not as if he just came to bring the kingdom to Israel. He did for everyone. For everyone. Mm -hmm. For everyone. The kingdom of God is available. There is no end. That makes sense. Everyone is welcome. Everybody is able to have um, access. Because until then, the Jews or Israel had a physical king that was just over them. Yes, for sure. Okay. Now, they had seasons when they were captured and they had no king and Mm -hmm. just all the mess of it all. And actually... Mm -hmm. During this time, one of the things that was uh, part of, you know, the story, the Christmas story with Jesus was King Herod had declared himself the king of the Jews, even though he was not 100% Jew. Um, he wasn't from the line of Judah. Mm-hmm. And he, so that was the fear when he, anybody that knew Jewish history and knew the scriptures and for sure knew the prophets, mm-hmm. knew that a Messiah would come. And be declared king of Israel. So when Herod heard, oh, there's a potential, oh, maybe the Messiah has been born. That's why he was so determined to kill them all. Because he did not want someone to take his title as king of the Jews because he was enjoying it. Gotcha. But it was not his to have. Mm-hmm. Um, God had not appointed him to that space. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what made Jesus such a very real threat yeah. in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you called me, 
because we talked of it, and you were so excited about um, how God had given you, and I think it's really, really cool, how God showed you and had you research out and do all of these things and see how, and in the Western world, we don't really have a good grasp on kings and how they're mm-hmm. um, put into place and how it all happens, but I think it's really cool how he showed you this is how it's done now. Like, maybe not in the Western world, but in any part of Europe, they have kings and royalty and things like that. And there's this huge process. Like, it's a big process on how they decide or how they, once they decide um, who's going to be king, like, the whole process of it all. Oh, it's a process. Yeah. And it goes, it lasts, I mean, it honestly, the process starts um, as soon as an heir is born. Mm. Oh, wow. Well, you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we know who will take the throne, take the mm-hmm. throne next right. based on birth order and yeah. all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so this planning really starts earlier than that. It's so important who you marry mm-hmm. and, you know, all the things mm-hmm. um, because it directly affects the throne. Mm-hmm. Um this was just as true for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, he came from a line. He came from a line. Mm-hmm. Of kings. Mm-hmm. Through David. Um, and what makes it so interesting is the announcement at his birth by the angel. Mm-hmm. of. So even at his birth, it has been a setup. So oh, wow. you will be next. Mm-hmm. You know what? Like this is going to be, this is where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um I was reading, um, I really am a little bit, uh, I am, I'm the girl. I love Cinderella stories <laughs> and princess diaries. Like, oh, the idea that somebody's going to come along and tell me, oh my goodness, you were misplaced at birth. You're really a princess. <laughs> like, okay, yay, I can do this. Like, please, uh-huh. someone dress me and do my makeup and fix my hair. And yeah, um, I just want to, you know, I don't know. It just is yeah. like, a. Re- I've mm-hmm. always been enthralled with the idea of the king and the queen and the princess mm-hmm. and all the things. And so yeah. God knew what he was doing when he was mm-hmm. like, hey, research this out. And I was reading an article the other day um, on Kate. Um, she is a duchess right now, but there's oh, a yeah. very good chance her husband will become king when the present queen of England um, passes. And she was talking about the pressure of raising a future king. Oh, wow. And how she tries to just be a mum, you know, people with the English. She tries to, and she's very hands-on, um, very involved in his world, but the pressure. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine the pressure for Mary of, hey, you're raising the Messiah. I know. Um, and knowing it from... From right from, from before he was even conceived. Yeah. Um, so... It was always the plan. Mm-hmm. It was always the plan. And I just want to show you in Acts chapter 2 when Peter, um, and what is so sweet to me about this is in just over in chapter 1, mm-hmm. and we talked about this in the last podcast. In Acts chapter 1? Okay. The apostles, did I say something wrong? No, 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 you okay. did it. No. The apostles, God, Jesus had spent, so he had raised, was raised from the dead And he had spent 40 days with them, it tells us, Mm. talking about the kingdom. And then just a few verses later, one of them says, so are you going to restore the kingdom now? Like, when is that happening? They still didn't get it. They still didn't get it. He was about to ascend straight up in front of them. And they're going, "Um, when are the Romans leaving? And when are you going to have like a palace? Like, when is all this happening? They still didn't get it Mm -hmm. um, as he was leaving. And I'm thinking... It's okay if we sometimes don't get it. They had him right there for 40 days explaining the kingdom of God to them, and they still weren't really sure. But by Acts chapter 2, they had received the Holy Spirit, and they were getting it. Things were falling into place and clicking for them. And Peter says, Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him talking about Jesus, both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. So God did this. Like he was like, let's not be confused here. All of this was always God's plan. 
like all of this was always his plan. Um, so let's jump into what that plan looked like and what it meant mm-hmm. to, to have a plan right. and what it looks like to have a plan mm-hmm. now in <laughs> Europe to become, mm-hmm. you know, the next king or queen. Yep. So in my notes here, you have the word coronation. I have not looked up that word. I can tell you I do not know what that word means. Okay. <laughs> so um, it has a really formal definition that I'm going to just read to you, and then I'm going to break it all down and make it make sense a little bit. But it is a ceremony for marking the formal investiture of a monarch with regal power. Okay, that doesn't help me. No, I didn't figure it <laughs> would. Okay, so it's a ceremony that is created and it, to make it official that okay. someone is being installed mm-hmm. or inaugurated or inducted. Someone mm-hmm. is getting the role of, in a very formal way, right. of the next king. And with it comes all the royal honor mm-hmm. and rank, and the rank is made official. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is made official in a mm-hmm. coronation. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my mind, I'm thinking about my wedding day. Yeah. I'm thinking I had it's to become like the official thing. But you've already gotten, if you think about it, in your on your wedding day, you already had to go get your marriage. You did. License. You had to do all the things beforehand. All the things beforehand. Um it made it official. It made it official. It did. It made it official. Publicly, before God, before everyone. Yes. Yeah. And that is what this is. Mm-hmm. Um and it is the coronation in England is very much a religious ceremony. It's mm. done before God, it's done in a church. Um, it is very, very um, interesting religious um, in its entirety um, and has been for thousands of years mm-hmm. or hundreds of years. Yeah. Um, so before the ceremony can even begin, though, the archbishop um, who presides over the ceremony will meet with um, the potential or the future king or queen and ask them a question, and it has been going on since the very beginning, mm-hmm. and it is, are you willing? Mm. Are you willing? Because as much as I think the idea of being Cinderella is so cool, and, you know, all the things about fairy tales and kings and queens, in reality, it comes with a lot of responsibility, mm-hmm. and it comes with a lot of weight, mm-hmm. Um and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It really does. They honestly, I mean, I know that sitting here talking about it, you think, what are they sacrificing? Look at this great life. But they sacrifice a lot mm-hmm. to be royalty, um, privacy, all kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same was true for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Before his ceremony began in the garden, mm-hmm. he had to have that moment with the Father where whose will was going to be done was decided. Mm-hmm. Um God didn't straight up say to him, like the archbishop does, are you willing? But in a sense, he did. Mm-hmm. Because when Jesus was praying, and he was you know, just sitting with the Father going, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Let this cut pass from me. Like, we don't talk that way. The way we would be saying it mm-hmm. is, I don't want to do don't... this. <laughs> right. I don't want to do mm-hmm. this. Can we find another way? Mm-hmm. And... But he ultimately said, each time, mm-hmm. but not my will be done, but yours. Mm-hmm. So he was basically saying, yes. Yes. I'm I, will, will, I, will. I am willing mm-hmm. to do it your way. And once that is established, mm-hmm. then the whole thing can start. Gotcha. Okay, so the next thing after the I will and the willingness is declared becomes the getting ready for the procession. Mm-hmm. Um, so many things have already been happening, like the getting ready in the background. But now it's time to move towards the ceremony. It's not just instantly the ceremony, which oh. seems kind of odd. Mm-hmm. But there's this whole procession um, that involves lots of people, that involves roadways, crowds, clothes. There's all these mm-hmm. specifics that, um, that get involved to get us to the ceremony. Um, Sounds like a lot of work. It does sound like a lot of work. But it also, like if you're the queen, like maybe it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, um, you get this really nice fancy dress mm-hmm. that, you know, had 18 to 20 something people working on it. It took them like 3,500 hours to create it. And, mm. you know, 
it's on display in a museum now, like all these fancy things, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and all these people. Wasn't quite the same for Jesus. Yeah. Like the lead up, we think about um, the week of the Passion. Right. And all the things that go into that. But the Sunday before, the, um, the triumphal entry, he has just raised Lazarus from the dead in Bethany, mm-hmm. um, which is super close to Jerusalem. Very easy walking distance, like not very far at all. Like think a mile or two at the most um, from one town to the other. Even today, they're that close together. But you can imagine, you know, how um, easy it was to go from raising him from the dead and all of those people around him. Because we know there were a lot of people when that happened and they follow him into Jerusalem and they're excited. And they've just seen an incredible miracles. Lazarus had been dead for four days mm-hmm. and now he's with them. Like, this is a huge thing. And so... A few of the apostles go and get this cult that's never been ridden, and they put Jesus on it. And so, like, for this moment, it just goes right along with what happens with the queen, this great procession, the cheers of the crowd, and they're saying, you know, holy, you know, and hallelujah, and you've come in the name of the Lord, and Mm -hmm. there's just all this excitement. Mm -hmm. Um, All these people, palm branches being laid down, this just really Mm -hmm. fancy entrance going into Jerusalem. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't the state for the whole crowd. Right. And I don't know and um, in England if they've got people that are like, yeah, we don't want a queen. I don't know. I don't know how that goes for them. But for Jesus, there were the Pharisees mm-hmm. and the Sadducees and the teachers of the law and the Sanhedrin, all the different, you know, high-ranking religious groups who are not okay with this. Mm-hmm. And um, are, they even go so far as to tell Jesus to quiet the people and tell them to stop. And Jesus says, if they stop, then the rocks mm-hmm. will cry out for them. Mm-hmm. He will be praised. Mm-hmm. He will be praised. And so there, he has this really kingly moment of coming into Jerusalem that is incredibly powerful and incredibly positive for the most part but it that moment ends there because from there everything kind of starts sliding downhill Mm -hmm. um the people the crowds um with some egging on um everything begins to change Mm -hmm. um so this um was from bethany to jerusalem so they went there were people doing this for a whole... I don't know how long... No, it, I don't think it was from Bethany to... I think there was a lot of excitement coming mm-hmm. out of Bethany, but as right. he drew near to Jerusalem, he had them go get the donkey. Gotcha. So it was a, it was closer. It wasn't this long. It mm-hmm. all happened at the entrance of Jerusalem, um, like going through, oh, the, I see. Going through mm-hmm. the gates. Because Jerusalem was a walled city, so he would have had to go through one of the gates. Um I would guess Gate Beautiful, it doesn't say that, but that would be my guess, simply because that's the closest to the temple. Mm-hmm. And if all the Pharisees and that are around, there's a very good chance it was in that area of Jerusalem, but that's just a guess. But, um, yeah, I think it all would have been happening there, mm-hmm. and that's where it would have gotten mm-hmm. the backlash gotcha. from the, the rulers and things. Um, so how do you know when the procession ends and the next part comes. Well, Scripture just kind of jumps. He actually, in some places in Scripture, depending upon what um, gospel that you're looking at, is he mm-hmm. goes into the temple and clears it. Like, he gets that's when he turns over the tables and stuff, and it mm-hmm. goes downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to know whose authority he's doing this by, and it is not well received. Mm-hmm. We do know that during that week of passion, a lot of times he would go back to either Bethany for the night or the Mount of Olives, which is where a place where they often, him and his followers often stayed. So there was a lot of back and forth into Jerusalem during that week because it ends with that from Sunday through Friday. So Friday evening would be Passover, and that was the dinner 
um, or Thursday. They would have had Passover in there, mm-hmm. um, probably Thursday night or so. It's kind of hard to say because their days of the week aren't the same as ours. Mm-hmm. But just imagine they had Passover, and it was at the end of Passover that they then go to the garden. Mm. And then there's a whole different set of things that happen because part of the procession for the queen includes church leaders, government officials, civil and military leaders, and a guard. Well, Jesus got all of that, but it started then. Mm. While he was in the garden, he had those people around him, like the queen would have had her... um, handmaidens and her ladies-in-waiting and her royal household, all these people around her, um, and they stay with her through the procession. I'm like, Jesus. They were there to celebrate. They all ran because there was a lot of danger, and there were guards, but they were there to take him in and not protect him. Right. Um, There were church leaders. They weren't there to bless. They were there to take him down and um, get rid of him, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you. And then the government officials who also weren't there to witness this, they were, they played a part. Pilate played a part, and even Herod played a part. Mm-hmm. And um, Pilate had to give the final okay mm-hmm. for Jesus to be crucified. And so all those things happened. Those same people were absolutely involved but played very different roles in this procession that is leading up to a coronation. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, the crowds also began to change because... Pilate's like, hey, I can release somebody because it's a hol- it's one of your holidays. I always release a prisoner. Why don't I release Jesus, the King of the Jews? And they want to know part the the Pharisees and the the people that these rulers, um, these religious rulers were like, no, no, give us, you know, Barabbas, give us someone else because we um, want him crucified. And then there became this chant and this yell. Instead of what the queen would be experienced of, long live the queen, Right. He, we're hearing crucify him. Oh, wow. Instead of long live, kill him. Mm-hmm. And so very, very different space mm-hmm. in this procession now happens. Mm-hmm. And um, while the queen has all this royal garb that goes on, all these robes and things that she, and sashes and, all the things that she wears as she's going in, Jesus is given by the guards a robe. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember reading And that. they tease him mm-hmm. and make fun and of him, him. Mock him and call him the king. Mm-hmm. And um, so his coronation, the procession into it, holds the same people, like so many of the same ranking people, but doing such very different jobs in those spaces. Um, But finally, um, he makes the trip. He goes, um, it's time for it to start. Mm -hmm. And for the the queen or for the monarch that's going into rule, that means going into this holy place that Mm -hmm. is a church that's seen this over and over. For Jesus, it means going to a hill with a cross. Mm-hmm. Um, again, very, very different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we come into the six parts of the ceremony. The six the, parts. There's six parts that go into <laughs> a coronation ceremony. Oh, okay. And um, so we go into these parts, and these were jaw-dropping for me, mostly because of the differences mm-hmm that were also kind of in a very sad way, so many similarities. Yeah. So it starts with the recognition that the that she is recognized or the queen is recognized as this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus also got some initial recognition with the sign that Pilate had put above oh, the cross. The king of the Jews. And in mm-hmm. so many languages. Yeah. There was no doubt. And mm-hmm. the Pharisees even got mad and said... Hey, say he said that, not that he is. And Pilate was like, I have done what I have done. You're not, Mm -hmm. I'm not changing it. Like it is what it is. Mm -hmm. He didn't realize the role he played right here in recognizing the absolute truth that Jesus was Mm -hmm. becoming king. Yeah. I'm already, um, I feel so empathetic. Yes. Like to talk about it in such detail. Yes. And, 
you know, part of what Salty does is it's put yourself in the story, you know, examine the text, you know, be there, like make it come alive for you. And when I do that, it's so daunting. Yeah. Putting yourself in this text is... It's really difficult. Yes, and it it's very it's emotional. emotional. It is very it's emotional. emotional. Yeah. It is. And these steps come with so much emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, so much emotion. And if we are feeling it 2,000 years after the fact, you can imagine the emotion mm-hmm. of um, the people that were close, um, of the people that saw it happen. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't even imagine. To have watched it. Mm-hmm. And then for him to say... They don't know what they're doing. Yeah, for sure. So that's actually the very next part oh that gosh. you said that is the oath. Mm. The oath, the queen has to give an oath, um, an oath of her intentions for the country and her and what she's promising and what oh. she plans to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like a mission statement kind of. Kind of, mm-hmm. yes. Jesus gave an oath. Mm. And the most, the part of his oath that was absolute. It's what he's going to do. Was the forgiveness of sins. Wow. Father, forgive them Mm -hmm. for they don't know what they're doing. And that is absolutely what him going to the cross did for us. That is what he did. Mm -hmm. It is what he did. Mm -hmm. It forgave us because we don't realize what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And even when we do, it's forgiven. He said, forgive them. That was his oath. That's the purpose of his kingship. Um, That is the culmination. That is all the things. When he becomes king... We are forgiven because without that forgiveness, we could absolutely not have access to relationship in the Father because sin would separate us. He got rid of what separates us from God. Mm. And his oath was just that. Mm -hmm. So after the oath, a lot of times, um, there's an anointing. Now, we know for Jesus, this happened ahead of schedule. Right. In John chapter 12, we see Mary anointing Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he says, she's anointing me for my death. Mm -hmm. Well, they're not getting that at all. But he knew that that anointing time mattered. Mm -hmm. Um, It was precious, and it would not be taken from her. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that he protected her Mm -hmm. from people who didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a promise in that, that he'll protect us from people that don't understand, I feel mm-hmm. like, too, sometimes. Yeah, and I really love in that passage that that's what she would be remembered for. Yes. That would be her legacy. What is, mm-hmm. oh, that is so cool. Isn't that cool? So the next thing is actually the investiture. And that's a big word that just means the crowning. Oh, okay. So receiving the crown um, And I have to tell you about the crown for the queen because I was just like, what? It has 1,333 diamonds, 169 pearls. It is made of solid gold and weighs almost five pounds. Mm. Can you imagine walking around with a, you know, a bag of sugar on your head? Yeah, that's kind of heavy. Not comfortable. Kind of heavy. But um, a really bad headache for a while. Oh, I'm telling you. And she practiced it for weeks ahead of time so that she would be used to that weight. Mm. Well, when we take that Mm -hmm. and move that over to Jesus Mm -hmm. and the weight of the crown of thorns that he wore. Oh, my gosh. It came with the weight of the world, Mm -hmm. with the weight of the sin of the world. Mm -hmm. Um. It would have also been incredibly uncomfortable to the point that it drew blood and brought him pain. Mm. Um, And we know you're a nurse. Mm -hmm. The head bleeds. Oh, yeah, badly. Um, So It doesn't stop bleeding is the problem. Right. It's just this because the wounds aren't allowed to heal because it is just sat on Mm. there. And in this crowning, in this space... It's that defining moment of the crown is now on your head. Mm. You can do the next thing, which is to be enthroned. You can now go to your throne, and we can lift you up into that space. So she actually goes goes and sits sits on the throne. Um, Interesting. This is such a powerful picture. This is a huge, yeah. Because what comes next for Jesus isn't a throne, Mm. but it's a cross. But he is lifted up. He is. Um, and 
even now, all these years later, our eyes are drawn to that cross because it's in that space that we have to have faith. It's in that space that we that he gives and we receive. Mm-hmm. Um, on the cross, everything from the mm-hmm. foundation of the world starts to find its fulfillment, starts to find its, it is, I mean, and he says it, mm-hmm. it is finished. Mm-hmm. He did what he came to mm-hmm. do. He told Pilate in John chapter 18, it was for this purpose mm-hmm. yeah. that I came. Yeah. And then he's able to say from the cross, mm-hmm. it is finished. Mm-hmm. He did what he came to do. He was faithful with his assignment. Mm-hmm. And as a result, he has now been crowned king. Mm-hmm. And that crowning and that enthronement and all the things mm-hmm. now give us access to that kingdom mm-hmm. because he did it for us. Right. He already had access to the Father. Mm-hmm. He already. Um, the, um, the very last thing that happens for the queen is that there's a cheering. There's a, you're the queen, you know. And for Jesus, while he was on the cross, there was somebody, that guard that was watching all the things happen, who said, Surely this was Mm. the son of God. He was recognized. But what I love is Philippians 2.9 tells us that someday, Mm -hmm. because remember his kingdom has always been Mm -hmm. and now has come and it will be so much more. That in that so much more, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Christ. Mm -hmm. So that will happen. It will happen. Mm-hmm. He will get it. It just wasn't in the immediate. It mm-hmm. wasn't in the immediate. And the thing is, is that what he did is so well explained by Paul in 2 Corinthians 5.21 when he said that God made him who had no sin to become, become. sin mm-hmm. for us so that we could take on the righteousness of Christ because it's that righteousness of Christ that allows us access to the Father. So in his enthronement, in his becoming king, he became sin. Mm. So that our sins would no longer disqualify us from this kingdom. So many things happened in that space. So many prophecies were fulfilled. So much. But, but um, for him it was obedience. For him it was finishing the job that God had given him to do and having done it well. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's kind of like, have you ever just had something that you've, you're, we don't see Jesus live with dread. Like he just, I'm, we're going yeah, to Jerusalem. He, mm-hmm. he did not live with dread. I have no idea how, because he knew that it was for this purpose that he came. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have, from the day I realized that that was my purpose, I would have been like, oh, no. I would have lived in dread. Like, what is coming? And so, but he didn't. He mm-hmm. did not choose dread. He chose faith, and he chose to trust God with those spaces. Um, and he was able to say, I did it. I finished. I did it. I had success. And now he reigns as the king. Mm -hmm. He is seated at the right hand of God, Luke 22, but that is in so many places. Stephen, when he is about to be stoned, looks into the spirit realm and says, look, I see the father Mm -hmm. and the son seated at his, you know, at his right hand. So we know Mm -hmm. that he is now reigning. The queen will reign until she dies. Mm -hmm. And then there will be the next. But Jesus at his death, was made king Mm -hmm. and will reign forever. So it's finally in this space Mm -hmm. that it turns around, Mm -hmm. that it turns in his favor because it's at his death. Mm -hmm. He became the king and he will reign forever, Mm -hmm. Um, whereas the queen at her death is done. Mm -hmm. So it's very upside down in that space, but upside down in such a cool, powerful way for us. Um, yeah. to see it all come all the way around mm-hmm. um, and that he reigns. And because he reigns, mm-hmm. because of that, because of the sacrifice, mm-hmm. he did. 
the kingdom is no longer at hand. The kingdom is now within, within us. us. Mm-hmm. Because it came with the Holy Spirit that happens in Acts chapter 2. Um, but we're going to talk about that more as we've continued to discuss the who. We had to start with the king. We have to start with the king. We have to start with talking about Jesus. Because without him, all the things we want to talk about going forward would not be possible. Um, it's by the power of the Holy Spirit that we are able to come into the presence of God and have relationship and, and interact in this kingdom. And the Holy Spirit can only live inside of us because Jesus paid for our sins and he's washed us clean. Because he became king. Yes, he did. He became king. And, and for him to become king, he had to die on a cross. Yeah, he did. Mm. It's so... Um, It's beautiful in its sadness. It's beautiful in its irony. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, lots of irony. Lots. Mm -hmm. It's it's um, the sacrifice can be overwhelming to think about when you, like you said, put yourself in the story and really give it some space. Um, But God, we are sin separates us from God. Scripture tells us that over and over again. Right. But so the Holy Spirit could not have taken up residence inside of us until the sin was dealt with. Gotcha. And that is why the Holy Spirit could not come and live in the apostles or anyone else. He could be on them, but not in them Mm -hmm. until Jesus' sacrifice happened. And that made access for us to receive the Holy Spirit. So that's so good, Deanna. So many cool things. So Mm -hmm. many cool things happened in in this space. Um, I learned so much today. (laughs) (laughs) So many prophecies fulfilled. Um, I really feel like that's just how this podcast series is going to go. We're just going to I'm just going to sit and learn. (laughs) (laughs) I had so much fun doing the research. I had so much fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I can see. It's like revelation after revelation after revelation. It was. It was just so exciting to see Mm -hmm. God work in the tiniest of details. Oh, yes. The tiniest of details. Mm -hmm. Um, That should be exciting to us. Mm -hmm. I think it would be really interesting to see the history of how they came up with this. Oh, maybe. You know what I mean? Who knows? On how it, like, where it came from. It would be really It's such a passed down traditional Mm -hmm. thing, like what church to use, what orb they hold, the Mm -hmm. ring, and all the different things that happen. Uh So much tradition is into that. Um, But, yeah, very, very different. So, just as we always do, we Mm -hmm. will end this podcast um, with some listening for God time. Um... As we've got to take advantage of what was made available to us um, through his becoming king and dying for us. So um, before we start, I'm going to pray, um, and then we will see, we will listen for God. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you so, so much um, for your great and wonderful plan um, that made a way for us to be redeemed, that made a way for us to be free of sin. Thank you so much for Jesus, for his sacrifice, for his willingness, for his obedience. Father, right now as we come before you and we want to hear you, we want to experience you, we want to know what you want to say, I just ask in this space that you will quiet the voices in our head, um, that you will quiet our own voice, and in your mercy, allow us to hear you. An enemy in this space, you have no space. You are bound and you are gagged in the name of Jesus. You may not interfere. God, we want your will. In the name of Jesus, do what only you can do. We love you so much and we thank you for Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, question number one. Who or what sits on the throne of your heart? Who or what sits on the throne of your heart? Okay, so this is super convicting. <laughs> um, busyness. Mm. So not a who, but a what. A what? Yes. So what about you, Deanna? I got God. Oh, of course you did. I got, no. Wah, it hasn't always, no, I'm just kidding. It hasn't always been that way. It has not always been that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, 
this question has been framed in different ways um, mm-hmm. over the months and years when it's been asked, but like, what does your life revolve around? Things of that nature. Right. Um, I remember a class we did on that. It, it, it's, it's not always, I think we have, um, there's days we do better than other days. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know from that place of busyness, that is a word that I've kind of taken out of my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Um, when I talk about my week, I talk about it being full, mm-hmm. but not busy. Because yeah. busy comes with the concept of rushed and not enough time and space. And mm-hmm. I have to trust that when God is doing something, he provides and enough time and space. So right. I just... I've removed the word yeah. from so much, or I'm, I'm trying to, and it seems to be helping me mm-hmm. not revolve around a to-do list, but letting God create your days. Create my days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, and can I tell you, I got this same answer last night um, during class, and I evaluated what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like it was on my mind. And I think this is a really good um, teaching topic for people because my days are doing the things of ministry. Oh, for sure. Like, I do a lot for Salty. I homeschool my child, which I really consider a ministry in itself. Um, And then my husband is starting a church. So, you know, things on my list have to do with that. It's not that I'm doing the wrong things. Mm -hmm. I'm just, my heart isn't in the right. I need to make sure that my relationship with the Lord trumps Mm -hmm. what I'm doing for Him. Does that make sense? For sure. The doing should come out of relationship Mm -hmm. and not the doing before you Mm -hmm. develop it. For sure. Yeah. When we get those out of order, we give pride a space. And that becomes dangerous. I know. Okay. (laughs) All right, question number two. One area in your life where you need to lift Jesus high for all to see. One area in your life where you need to lift Jesus high for all to see. Deanna? Um, I got places where I'm uncomfortable. Hmm. Which I find so interesting after you put a post with my picture on it for our Facebook. For all to see. <laughs> for all to see. It feels like for all to see. Um, you feel like I put a picture of it like you're naked or something? Right, like I'm so for exposed. All, for all to see. So often when it's something I'm uncomfortable with or something that God is teaching me, mm-hmm. um, I need to be able to, I like to be able to get in a place of being accepting and comfortable before lifting him up in that space. Like, my Mm -hmm. comfort comes before lifting him up, and that's Mm -hmm. upside down for sure. Yeah. So I am super excited that I am starting a Salty Small Group tonight um, that I will be leading, and he said to lift him high. And it's really, um, it really gets your heart in check, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're going to a small group, because once again, there's so many things to do Mm -hmm. when you're doing that. You have to prepare for class and you have to make binders and all the things. Um, but to just not get caught up in the doing and just let him shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, who does God say that you are? Who does God say that you are? <laughs> I got mine. I got equipped. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So that that's feels awesome. good. That mm-hmm. feels good. Especially when you're starting something, not that I haven't done it, but it will be another new thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, what is one space in your life Jesus is presently working on? What is one space in your life that Jesus is presently working on? Mm. He said, I'm stretching you. Mm. I was like, uh, that doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> I'm and stretch- stretching for you takes a whole other category it in does, itself. It does, it does. He's stretching me. Yeah. So I heard in my marriage, I'm like, I'm in a good place, Lord. He's like, there's more. Oh, well, that's oh, good. Oh, well, great. Awesome. That's I don't good. know. I don't know. Yeah. It's always uncomfortable. Well, yeah. Um, number five. 
one word Jesus wants you to live and believe this week. One word that Jesus wants you to live and believe this week. Mm. I heard rest in me. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Rest. That's a good yeah. space. Mm-hmm. I got enough. It's all enough. Yes. I have enough. It's all <laughs> enough. And so I need to believe that there's enough and yeah. I need to live into it. And there's enough in all the spaces and mm-hmm. all the places and all the time. There's enough. There's just enough. There's just enough. So okay. that's good. So why don't you pray us out? Sure. sure. Lord, thank you so much for who you are and for your word, Lord. And thank you for um, the revelations that you are giving to Deanna so that you can um, expose your kingdom to us in new ways. Lord, we love you. We honor you. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.